1: Before we start today's episode we would like to welcome our three brand new patrons. We have Claire. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, okay, oh. I fucked up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, I say Rian, right? Yeah. I just want to say Claire.
0: You want to say Claire. She wants Claire, I'll take Sarah. You've got Rian. Welcome ladies. Thanks for joining this fine-tuned ship.
1: the very wonderful if slightly eccentric Maureen Younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Maureen I'm noticing a very very beautiful necklace. Oh yeah I saw
0: that picture online and it is
1: so gorgeous. I love your necklace Maureen you're looking very can I say glamorous? Yeah. It was a whole 1 pound, Alison.
0: Where did you get that from for 1 pound?
3: There's a charity shop, I'm not going to say where, I go to every few months and everything is a pound. And it's a real bargain. So I bought a couple of necklaces. This is my favourite one. It really works on a podcast. But if you look at my Instagram, it's a very glitzy necklace, very pretty necklace. And I was like, how much is this? They went, a pound. Because sometimes they put things up to like two pounds or three pounds.
1: Or oh, like, okay. more. what would you have done if it had been two or three pounds?
3: I still would have gone for the two pound.
1: Would you? Wow, that's an investment.
0: Because it
3: looks really glam.
0: So. It does. It looks like good quality, too, because when I was looking online, I was like, oh, look at all those crystals and look at it's beautiful. Mm. I mean, Maureen, it's got a real
1: Cleopatra vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Where are your sphinxes? That's not a euphemism.
3: <laughs> well, I've had, I've had an interesting week because I had to go to the dentist. Oh, that was fun. And then I had an optician's appointment and it turns out I've got the beginning of cataracts. Hey! Oh. Hey, that's
0: not uncommon though. I think we all get cataracts. I think everyone gets
1: cataracts. I don't think. I think my mum had cataracts, but the only thing with cataracts that's really annoying is so you have to wait until you're almost blind before they can operate to do them. Yeah.
3: I mean, she was saying these are like the slow progressing ones, and it won't happen for like I think nine, ten years or something. I thought great, but at that point the NHS will be privatised. But um,
1: yeah, but oh, more, more look on the bloody bright side.
0: Look on the bright side while you still can.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, Alison.
1: Well, it's immediately gone to, well, there won't be an NHS, so I'll have to pay. What a nightmare. <laughs> well,
3: she said the two things that actually slow down cataracts, is not smoking, I thought, well, that's that problem solved, yeah. and apparently putting sunglasses on when it's sunny.
1: Yes, yes. I used to say that to my mum. My mum refused to wear sunglasses and her cataracts were... Why? I don't know, just some weird... Old person decision that I would love to have heard her theory. It would have been very fun. I mean, by the end, because she, she had so her cataracts were so bad, and also because she was diabetic, she had type one diabetes. It dries your eyes, so she had these eye drops. And I had bought her various different sunglasses, which I found in various different drawers after she died. <laughs>
0: was a good pair i liked this pair <laughs> I was like, oh
1: hang on a second i actually one time gave her my sunglasses and said mom you've got to wear sunglasses look here are my sunglasses and i gave her mine anyway i got them back so that's a positive but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you couldn't tell my mom anything she was such a dogmatic woman she had a definite personality your mother let's put it that way yeah yes a strong strong pe- well you both met her you know uh, what she was like yeah so, yeah but yes do you wear sunglasses well we, i don't think i've ever seen do you wear sunglasses
3: no and actually because normally i used to get cheap ones which probably didn't make no difference but i've got, actually got quite expensive ones that i got out of a charity shop uh
1: for two quid you know you don't have to spend a million pounds on decent sunglasses anymore but yes don't buy the ones that are like 99p in the market because they won't have any uv and actually what you're doing is really hurting your eyes because you're not squinting when you should Maureen, I'm very glad to hear that you are able to see me because I look great. <laughs> I don't, but it's, it's just my nice Well, your to see. hair
3: looks less electrified
0: today. Yeah, it does. I know. I'm
1: so sorry about last week. I literally looked like I'd been dragged through a bush
0: backwards, <laughs> did I? It yeah. was fun, though, to have the camera open up.
1: Yeah. When, when, and also, what was hilarious is it took me a while to notice how bad my hair was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Loved it.
1: How was Norway? Oh, was so lovely. To be honest with you, I was not looking forward to it. Not not for any other reason, but I don't know if you feel this sometimes, like, oh, I've got to get on an aeroplane and then I've got to get there and find a hotel and then I've got to do the gig in the evening and then I da da da, da. And as it turned out, our flight was cancelled. We were supposed to fly direct to Oslo. We ended up in Bergen. I was travelling with Marcus Birdman, who's a mate, and a comedian had an earlier flight, which meant that he would have made the gig, but my flight was later which meant that I wouldn't have made the gig. So then I had to do some, like, negotiating at the desk in Bergen to say, can you put me on an earlier flight because I'm working and I'm going to lose out on a day's work because of this. And they were like, "Oh uh, no, it, it looks like that you don't have a flexi-ticket. And I went, yeah, I, I don't have a flexi-ticket, so you cannot change your ticket, it's not flexible. I said, well, you were very flexible when you redirected my flight from Oslo to Bergen. <laughs> That seemed very flexible for you. And I was always inflexible. I just wanted to go to Oslo, but you've sent me to Bergen. And now I'm just saying, I want to go back to Oslo. Can you put me on a flight? It's an hour earlier. That's all I'm asking. I said, I'm I'm not being unreasonable here. I think you're being unreasonable. And the girl behind the desk was about 11, panicked and said, Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They had to invite like four other people to like. If they've sent you to the wrong
3: city, then they should. Be
1: very accommodating. They can't. Yeah. Anyway, I got on it. We arrived half an hour before the gig started and I managed to perform. And much to the absolute delight of all the people that live in Oslo. Because <laughs> they would have missed out on, on this, on this leisure. are you going to Austria this week as well? No, that got cancelled ages ago. Oh, did it get cancelled? Apparently I'm not a pull in Vienna. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> to
3: be honest, I saw one poster for it and nobody I, I talked to in Vienna had heard about it.
1: Oh, really? Well, they literally were like, oh, no one's bought any tickets. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess we're not going to Vienna. But I had a lovely time in Oslo, but it was fine. And we had a lovely time. And we met up with our friend Chi, who used to run these festivals and gigs in Stavanger and places like that. And so it was really fun to see her. And we went swimming in the fjord every day. So we had a lovely time. It was very civilized. And Maureen, I totally nailed the buffet in breakfast in the mornings to make a lunch. <laughs> You did bring your tuna. You did not bring your tuna. I didn't have space this time. I I must have packed really light last time to fit like 68 tins of tuna. (laughs) But this time, every morning, Marcus and I would like make our little sandwiches, wrap them in a serviette and take them with us.
0: No, no, no. You skip. (laughs) This is what you got to do moving forward. When you go through the airport, take extra liquid bags and then you have baggies to put the sandwiches in. Do you know what? He'd done that. He did that. (laughs) Yeah, Marcus is a professional.
1: Yeah, yeah. Alison, of course you would have thought of that. I didn't. I just had one little baggie, but it was fine. It fit fit a sandwich in it. I I don't know if this is how,
0: in terms of content, how interesting this is. But um, (laughs) I think everyone's happy to know we all steal sandwiches from the breakfast buffet.
1: Honestly, it's so expensive in Oslo. You've got to. I ordered a coffee. I thought, I'm just going to have a coffee because I'm worth it. And it was, look, okay, it wasn't crazy, but it was still... Double what it costs here. How so much? I was, Six I, quid. I, no, it was four ninety. But I, I was expecting it. I was like in my head, I was like, i I'm, maybe it's eleven pounds. But you know when I'll I'm remor- like, I I'll like, remortgage I- the house. But
0: in my head, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't buy any booze or anything like that. Oh no, I did actually one time because it was Mark's birthday, so I bought I bought him a beer.
0: But it was that holiday in two years. Oh
1: well, I, I mean, I donated a kidney because actually it's cheaper to buy a dialysis machine than it is to like. Um, <laughs> Buy a round of beers. Yeah, no, people don't buy rounds in Norway it's too expensive. I bought a round and everyone went, what? Because it was Mark's birthday. Are you a millionaire? Yeah, and there was like three Norwegians there and they were like, what? And like nobody bought another round. <laughs> no, like, no, no. No one else bought another round and then everyone wanted to buy a drink and I was like, well, you can't... Like, I'm so British, I was like, Marcus can't buy a drink because it's his birthday. So then I was like, well, then I'll give you my money... To buy. No, that's out of order. No, but it's I can't have Marcus buying a beer on his birthday. No, no, I know that's fair enough, but they can't expect you to
3: buy another. If you would have bought everybody a drink, then they should have bought you a drink. Yeah,
0: but they don't care. They're like, eh, Marcus can get his own drinks. It's his birthday. We all have birthdays. Well, I bought, what well, all that is, they bought their drinks and then I
1: gave my money to buy me and Marcus a drink. Because I was like, it's a very British rule. If you're not British, we don't let the person that it's their birthday pay for dinner, or, or rather, I don't. Like, if I'm out with Maureen on a birthday, Maureen's not paying for bloody anything because it's a birthday. Yeah. Mind you, do that to me when it's not my birthday. You pay I for I do, everything. Maureen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think mean, I've paid for one meal, which was an Indian meal in Edinburgh. I
1: think that's it so far. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, well, thank you for that. It was really nice. <laughs> Alison, how was your week?
0: Oh, you know, I was thinking about it, so I had something to come to the table with because often I get to this point of the podcast, and I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> was the beginning
1: of the podcast, Alison yeah. Scott. I got nothing. Right.
0: I had a Friday off. Yeah, we go. I took a Friday off. Alison, what? Yeah, yeah, because I worked Wednesday, Thursday, and I didn't really have anything in Friday, and I had Saturday and Sunday, so I was like, I even got offered gigs. People were like, do you want to get?" I was like... No. That's good. Took a Friday. Yeah, you should do it. You should, of course. I drank three glasses of Prosecco and I fell asleep by 10.30 on my couch and it was the greatest Friday. I was like, this is what people do. They just do nothing. Yeah, great. I ordered food. I watched a movie, fell asleep. Watch the final episode of Stranger Things and absolutely just live your life. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was my week. <laughs> just the Friday. <laughs> no, that's good. Allison, I think
3: it's good to say no sometimes. That's
1: great. Thanks, guys. And also, you never say no. Yes. I mean, I do. I say no all the time. Yes, she does. But, Alison, you absolutely... Now Now that you've done that, you should say to yourself, you know, once every couple of months... Say a no. I was going to say once a month, but I could just see the anxiety in your eye. <laughs> once every couple of months, you could do that. I could do actually, that. Do you know what? You don't make some dough that one weekend... But you gain quite a lot from it. It helped that I worked almost every other night, so then I was like, you can "Yeah, a so I mean, out. you know, I mean that's classic Allison. I've worked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but
0: I took <laughs> I Friday off. <laughs> so yeah, that was my week. Thanks, guys.
1: Maureen, what about you? I mean, obviously you went to the opticians and the dentist, which was absolutely banging. But um, any <laughs> any other business? Met up with an old friend for dinner. Actually, with an old good old natter. It was in a short film of his
3: in 1998 and we're still in touch.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
3: It was a short film called All About Me where I played a slightly ditzy woman. Right. So it's
0: written for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Biopic is what that was.
1: (laughs) And that was about it, really. I, uh... Did a couple of gigs, the usual scenario. Well, we've all had a week, and that's good. Some of us have had good weeks, some of us had, you know, interim weeks, and some of us have had just restful weeks, and that's great. But let's spoil this section with complete <laughs> the batshits nature that is more and younger with everybody. I'd managed to block myself as a
3: spam sender. <laughs> I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, Maureen, I don't. I'm not, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut <laughs> it down.
3: Well, you know, I was worrying. I was thinking, I haven't really done anything, Bea Maureen. <laughs>
0: what? I don't believe that for Tuesday. She just hasn't noticed. Go on. I don't
3: believe it. I, no. Well, that's what I was worried about. I'm just going to close my mail because I think that was my mail that just made a noise there. Oh, now I can't see you guys. What's happened? Oh, well, there's more Maureen moment number three.
0: There we go. It happened live, everyone. Switch your video on. Uh, I have
1: Now I can't hear you. Now you're muted. Oh, my God. This is absolute classic. I
0: don't have a be more Maureen for this week. It's, it's happened live. It's actually. in real time, actually. I, I wish you all could see. We're still going. Maureen is laughing. She's trying. Get back into clean
1: feed, Maureen. That's what you've got to do. Look at her face.
0: Let's not put pressure on her.
1: I don't understand
0: why there was any adjustment necessary. Because her mail was on and it made a ding, So she, which is usually me.
1: <gasps> okay, I think we just had my Be More Maureen moment.
0: Yeah,
2: we, really? we didn't. Yeah,
1: all right, we're done. Okay, next section. <laughs> I still can't see you guys. What's going on? Turn your video on, you absolute.
3: Oh yeah, okay.
0: There we
3: go. Hi. (laughs) Right, so we've just had a Mooring moment where I managed to cut myself off at the podcast. I thought I'll just close down this thing that I don't need. Anyway, it was Chrome. Show is what we record through. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's the actual search engine that we're using all things on
3: i did have a bit more in planned. i didn't actually mean to do one there live but
0: i kind of like that we have a live one i'm not gonna lie i think that's the first time i mean
1: i can always save the one that i had planned for next week i mean i just think that that is unacceptable behavior
0: <laughs> that was wonderful
1: and, and and just to prove that we are professionals yeah. Maureen. I would like you to continue with your Beemle Mooring moment. Okay. okay. So I was thinking,
3: because, you know, I thought, well, I haven't done a Beemle Mooring moment for a while, you know, which is very like me.
1: <laughs> Until, like, like literally 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah.
3: So anyway, uh, yesterday, uh, I was like, oh, I think I've got a, bl- a appointment for what to do my blood test. So I look at my phone. It's next week. So I'm like, oh, fine. I got the date wrong. So I'm on my computer, I'm working away. And then the, this reminder comes up, your blood test is in 15 minutes. So, oh God, I must have put it in my phone the wrong way. So, you know, so like I, I'm not dressed. So I have to get dressed really quickly. I have to get out the house. I even get a bus to the, it's not even that far, but I'm like, oh, I'm cutting it tight now. I've only got a few minutes left. Get there about a minute to spare that. Like, Thank God for that. Put my name in the machine. Your appointment isn't here. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And I think, oh, I know. I'll check the email that I made the appointment with. And
1: it, it's for next week. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I was waiting. I was like, yeah. I mean,
1: all of us knew that that was coming. We all knew. We could see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a pullback and reveal. We know what the gag is. We know what it is. I could see Jen smiling as soon as I started going. Yeah, oh, that's like right. she's got the wrong date. It's, we, right. we all know this and also but I, I suppose when you get those reminders and that's all they are they're reminders just uh, that you, you do go into a Was I
3: should have checked the email but you know when you think I've only got 15 minutes instead of checking the email which would have taken 30 seconds I don't have time to check the email I've just got to go
0: yeah yeah, we've all been there uh, 100% I mean once once more
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe not three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10 11, 12 times but yeah
0: Anyway, yeah, that, was my, that was a
3: good one. That was the planned Be More Mooring moment as opposed to the unplanned one.
0: I like the first one better. I'm not going to lie. I like the live. <laughs> I feel like it was undermined
1: by the live one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a double Be More Mooring moment. That's it's, it's like it's Christmas or something. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right, so uh, that's me sorted. Maureen, what to say to Be More More. Mm-hmm. yeah that again. that's exactly it <laughs> what was that to say Two be more more in. i can't say it it doesn't matter two of them in one well done well done so look we've got an agony corner and our aunt is Alison, and she's absolutely banging and i say to you and i'll say it again do you have a problem can nobody else help maybe you should call the a team that is allison that's because her name begins with a so please do keep getting in contact with us with your problems but before that i think we have to head over to the June Smith to
0: find out what the problem is. Where is me asking Allison? Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes, and stop, stop eating, eating chips. chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No no. No no. no. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Here's what I've done, everyone. I've hijacked it this week. I'm doing my own problem. Oh, Ooh, great. Because I live in the uh, tropics of Manchester right now. And uh, <laughs> it is hot. 29 degrees. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know it's hotter in other places. But this heat is crazy because Manchester is also very damp and very muggy. And it is hot. And I am losing my mind. So my problem is how to stay cool without an air conditioner. Here we go. I did a lot of research. Oh, this is good. I thought this would be good for everyone because we're about to go into a heat wave. Um, About to. I feel like we're tits deep in it. We're in one, but it's going to get not better. Okay? I don't want to say worse, but it's not getting better. So here we go. How to stay cool with no air conditioning unit. All right. Number one, buy an air conditioning unit. Uh, (laughs) There you go. That's, That's my solution, everyone. Uh, no, they, they honestly, they are a bit more, I mean, look, it is a chunk of money, but it is a good investment, I think. It's a good investment.
3: I suppose it's running them though now, isn't it, with all the energy costs going up?
0: This is the thing. This is the thing. So Yeah, that not cheap to run. No, no. So if you do have one, run it in the morning, get some coolness in the house, turn it off, and then shut all blinds. Trap in your cool air. Shut the curtains, yeah, yeah. But if we can't do that, number one, we know the obvious, stay hydrated. You need to drink twice as much water as you normally would drink, okay? You need to have more water. And I'm not saying juices, I'm saying water, everyone. Right now is the time to up that O2. Take cold bath or shower. Obviously, again, another nice one just to, like, give yourself a little moment, especially if you're at home. I do that. It's very important, especially for women. It's good to, like, rinse ourselves down, cool ourselves off because this heat can add a lot of other issues as a female. We'll bring that up. But anyway, we'll get into it. So cool showers or baths, use cold Wash towels on your wrists and on your neck. So if you're starting to feel really hot, just put some cool towels on the insides of your wrist and on your neck for a few minutes. That'll cool you down as well. That'll give you a little, a little pep. Use box fans. Now, obviously we know, use fans. But I think sometimes people use fans wrong. Okay, Maureen's got a fold-out fan. She wow. is a Spanish dancer all of a She's sudden. She's gone old school. Love it. Bazumba. But yeah, use fans. What you want to do is actually, if you have a couple of fans, you want to get some airflow Going through your house, and actually, you want one of the fans to be blowing hot air out of your house. So, if you can have a fan that is by like a window, but not right at the window, so you can like generate some cool air, and then if you can have another fan actually pointing out another window, you will cause circulation to be pulling the hot air out of the house. That was one thing I read, and I was like, oh, isn't that smart? Because everyone thinks just blast the fans on you. No, 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 no. Create a wind tunnel through your house to be pulling out the hot air. That is. Something you can really do. Close your curtains, okay. Blinds, also get yourself some blackout blinds. It is this weather where blackout blinds really help because number one, it blocks out the sun. Number two, once you get some cool air in the house, it keeps the cool air in the house. Very big key right now. Sleep in breathable linens, okay. Uh, cotton is one of the most breathable, and this was an interesting thing. You know, normally when you go for cotton sheets or whatever, you're looking for a high thread count. Uh-uh. In hot weather, the lower the thread oh, count, okay. the more air that gets through the cotton. When you have more thread pushed together, it's more of like a sealant. Oh, it's denser. It traps the hot air in. So if you have a lower thread count sheet, it actually gets more air out. If you have a lower floor, let's say your bedroom's upstairs, but you have a lower... You might want to start thinking about sleeping in the lower floor, right? Just for a few nights when it's real hot. Because if your bedroom's up top, it can get real hot. Look, in North America, basement. They say everyone sleep in your basement, but we don't really have basements here. So lower level, even just a couple of nights, if you need to do that, trust me, you'll thank yourself. Close the doors of rooms that you're not using. Okay, because what you're trying to do is keep the cool air in certain, like in your small area. If you have all these doors open, what is happening is more hot air is circulating. So shut the doors of any rooms you're not using. That's a big thing, too. It is for heat as well as for cool air. So shut the doors. Use the exhaust. Okay, the exhaust fan, you know, the suction fan in your kitchen? Turn it on. It pulls out hot air. Same with your bathroom fan. Now and again, crank those suckers on. They'll help to get rid of some of the hot air. I thought that was an interesting thing. Install energy efficient light bulbs. You wouldn't believe it, but regular light bulbs actually give off a lot of heat. So if you're sitting in a room with your curtains closed trying to keep things cool, but you've got these regular light bulbs, that is creating heat. Cook in the morning. Obviously, if you're going to do any cooking, try to get it done in the morning. Use your slow cookers, people. This is the time to get out the slow cooker. Also, barbecue season. Don't forget, you can cook outside. It is that time of year, everyone. Get outside if you can cook. Of course, eat frozen treats, whatever it is, frozen yogurts, ice lollies. That also goes for your animals. If you've got pets, please be throwing ice cubes in their water. Also, dogs love to chase ice cubes just around, like, the kitchen floor. So be using ice cubes for your pets as well. Don't go overboard on the sugary stuff, though, because your body, when it's burning sugar, it's creating more heat as well as protein. Cut back, and I never say cut back on your protein, but in hot weather, it takes more energy for your body to process protein. So you are going to be hotter if you're eating high-protein meals. Maybe midday, maybe your protein meals are later on in the evening, however you want to do it. Don't leave any appliances on, okay? If your computer is on, they even said TVs plugged in. Like certain things, anything that would generate heat, if you can unplug them, unplug them. This made me laugh. You can make a homemade air conditioning unit. And you can. It's real cheap. Get yourself a fan and a bucket of ice. Boom. You're on your way. There you go. Put the bucket of ice in front of the fan. Have that blowing on you for a little bit. That gives you some cool air. That made me laugh because my sister one time, we had a heat wave in Toronto. She lived below me. She was going through this period of her life where she was trying to find direction, what she was going to do. She didn't know what her job was. And I went downstairs and she had these th- three things written on her fridge. I had to laugh so hard. Number one. Make ice. Two, put in front of fan. Three, follow your dreams. (laughs) So there you go, everyone. Follow your dreams. My sister dreamed of a cool climate at that point. So follow her dreams. Go out. Go visit public buildings with some air conditioning. Go to a library. Maybe cinemas are what people like to do. Go to a museum. Yeah. Just something with some air conditioning. Go be cultural. Maureen would encourage that. And also get yourself some air conditioning. That's very nice. Uh, plants. If you got big plants, guess what? You can put them in the window and block out some sunlight. And you're also doing your plants a big favor and helping you. So strategically placing your plants again. Make sure. This was a big one. Insulation in your house. Make sure you've got proper insulation. Insulation, again, also keeps cool air in as well as hot air. So in the summertime, it really helps. Uh, strip cool, same with like cracks around your doors. You know how they always have those strip. You always think it's for winter. It's not. It's for summer too to keep the cool air in. A dehumidifier. Dehumidifiers really help because there's a lot of excess warm moisture. I've got one of those. Yeah. Stick it on
1: and like two or three days later, it's just full. You're like what the hell is it
0: yeah yeah oh last thing if you have a bit of money I never understood why people have awnings over top of their windows uh to prevent the Sun from coming in the windows so if you've got windows if you've got a backyard there's a lot of cheap awnings I saw on Amazon that you can just install over your windows which will give you a bit more shade which in turn helps the inside of the house to be a bit cooler and the last thing I want to say in this hot weather everyone take a nap don't Plan your schedule as heavy as you normally would, because honestly, this heat is exhausting and just even breathing and staying alive in this sort of heat is draining. So give yourself a break. Take a little bit off your workload and just know that, like, yeah, you are surviving heat. If you're working from home. Yeah.
3: They were discussing that on the news yesterday, actually, and they were saying that because we're going to be getting hot weather, that in Britain we're going to have to start doing the Mediterranean thing of... You know, you work early in the morning, you have a siesta. Because I used to live in yeah. Spain. And once you live in Spain, you realise why they have a siesta. Because it's too hot. It's too hot. So hot. When I lived in Mallorca, I'd be sweating just from lying in the bed. You're just pouring in sweat. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to have to start having to rearrange how we do things so that we don't yeah. do stuff midday. The other thing I use is, I use a spritzer. I have a like a... oh.
1: Ooh, Maureen, is that just water, or is it just a little? Psh, psh? It is something. I got it from Boots, but um... I think it's water with a bit of alcohol in it as well. Because it, when it hits your skin, it cools it down. It cools
3: you down, and it's really good on the tube. You know, when you're really hot and you're just... oh, the tubes. I would avoid
0: the tube if you can. Yeah,
1: avoid any sort of underground.
0: Peppermint is a good little thing to put in the water too. Apparently peppermint cools you down and you the can, soothing... Yeah, you can yeah. get a lot of these little... So this
3: is like a little... We can't really see it on the office in the podcast, but it's a very handy handbag size. And also I've got my little fan, my like old oh, yeah. school.
1: Yeah, your old school fan. I always find putting my feet in cold water helps. Yeah, soak oh. your feet. Yeah. Because um, if you put your feet in cold water, it tricks your core to cool down. Um, but also that thing about putting it on the back of your neck
0: is really yeah, that's a game changer. Some people talked about putting sheets in the freezer or cooling down Now she- No, that's bogus. Don't do that because what happens is you end up getting hotter because if you're really cold and you go to bed, your body starts to generate heat, and then also you just wake up with uh, wet sheets. So don't, don't do that. Yeah, the other thing you can do is you can put
1: like a wet sheet in front of a window that's open. Ooh. So as the warm air comes in, it cools down. The only, I mean, I've done it. I did it when the children were little. But when it's this hot, the sheet dries. (laughs) So (laughs) We're not good with heat, are we, in this country? Because we're not used to it. And because, like you said, our heat is humid and icky. Heavy. Heavy. I'm very fortunate. I live by the sea. Mm. so Yeah, you get the sea breeze. It's cooler here. It's about four or five degrees cooler in Brighton than it is in London. And also, I get to go and swim in the sea if I'm really hot. I don't want to rub it in, but it is better. (laughs) It's much better. <laughs> we know. We know. So move to Brighton, everybody. That's Everyone's got no, no, Brighton. Don't. don't you dare. <laughs> don't you bloody dare. You stay where you are. Alison, thank you very much. What a useful, ask Alison. Not saying that they're not always useful. They're always brilliant. But this yeah, one was but... useful to me and that's very important. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's all I could think about yesterday too. I was like, I'm just so hot. I'm just going to write about
2: hot. I'm hot.
1: How can you be like, I'm sleeping with like, I'm I'm not even got clothes on. I'm naked. And I'm like, how can I still be the? Alison, you look naked. You're flashing your jacket.
3: Oh, you got a strapless top. Oh, I know that black dress. I know that dress.
0: Yeah, I live in these black dresses. Your moo moo. <laughs> yeah, this is my moo moo. <laughs> yeah. What's a moo moo?
1: We've talked about movies before, oh, yeah, have okay. It's like a strapless dress, all the way down to your ankles. And it just hangs. And you, you just, everything hangs loose, no underwear. You do you. It's the greatest.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
0: that's
2: burrow.com slash acast. Burrow.com slash acast.
0: Boy, you look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to point it's out. It's called being professional,
1: Alison. <laughs> Now, it is time to find out what each and every one of us have been doing with our spare time on televisione.
3: Well, I watched a film on either Amazon or Netflix, I can't remember which one, called Mothering Sunday. Never heard of it. It's got Olivia Colman in it. I mean, she's in it for about five minutes, but, you know... You... Of course it's got Olivia Colman in it. And it's got Glenda Jackson in it, again, for about three minutes.
1: Glenda Jackson? Wow. Uh,
3: it's got Odessa Youngs and the guy who played Prince Charles in... Um... The Crown. The Crown. The Crown. And I was actually quite looking forward to it. I have to say I found it a bit slow. And it's all set just after the Second World War. It's, well, some of it's set. There's a lot of going back and forth in time. And it's like, you know, this guy of a young, posh family and all his brothers have been killed in the First World War. She's a servant girl and they're having a affair. But I kind of think, oh, I've seen so many of these films where, you know, it's it's like after the First World War and it's dealing with rich families. Olivia Coleman, she's lost her children so she's very bitter and and angry and I just found it very slow there's a lot of nudity in it which I presume is because it's based on a book and it's in the book but there's a hell of a lot of nudity in it I just found it let's put it this way I wouldn't watch it again it's had very good reviews and I'm sure there's a lot of symbolism and well she's just passed me by I just didn't get
1: it oh yeah I'm not really worried about symbolism I just want to watch a film that I enjoy. I mean, if the symbolism is there, wonderful. But if that's the thing, I'm like, I didn't enjoy it, but the symbolism was quite something. I'm out. It wasn't for you, Maureen. That's OK. No, I mean, I did
3: watch it to the end, so that's something. But I wouldn't like be in a hurry to watch it again.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen a decent film in ages. Or oh, genuinely. Like, even all those Oscar winners and stuff, I watched all of them and I was like, yeah, well, I was pretty bored in through most of them. I find I'm much more excited by television than films. I I rarely enjoy a film these days, and I find the films that I do enjoy are the ones that I've already watched before, and I know I like them. There, Maureen, I've said it. Did you hear me? I'm watching a film more than once. What is that? Who am I, Maureen? Maureen Younger is who you are <laughs> so have you been watching did you have time to watch anything given you were in Norway all the whole time I didn't time? I really didn't but I did make time to watch the final episode of Stranger Things aye it was great oh, wasn't it I just absolutely cannot tell you how much I love that series and season four for me was the peak would I like it do you think no I don't know, okay. I don't think. No, I yeah. don't think you would. I really don't. Because it's not horror. It's not horror. But it is creepy. Okay. And mm. also it's, it's not a children's show particularly. No. I think it could be for teenagers. It's definitely not for children. But the first series, they are children. And so a big chunk of it is you're watching children navigate their way at school, navigate their way through this weird mystery that's happening, this girl that they discover in the woods, this whole kind of conspiracy that's happening around them and the town that they live in. Everyone was wanging on about it and I was like, I'll watch it, but I bet I think it's shit. And I just have always thought it was brilliant. And I think the other, there is a secondary layer of the fact that the writing is really good and the acting is brilliant, even though they're children, their acting actually gets better as they get older. It's all got the backdrop of the 80s, which is just the best. (laughs) Which is why Kate Bush is back on the chart. Yeah, it's like my childhood. My childhood was that decade. I was about the age of those children when they're that age. Like in 1986, I was about 11 or whatever it is. Or they might be a few years older than me. I just, I really enjoyed it. But this fourth series, wow, amazing. That'd be the final episode. It's so good. You're so invested in these kids and you're so invested in their story. And also in season four... They're all having a different adventure, aren't they? They're they're sort of split Mm -hmm. into these groups that are all having a separate adventure. And then the adults are having their own adventure or or horror show, I should say. And I just love the way they map all of these stories together throughout the series. I thought that was very, really
0: great writing. I was so impressed with the writing. So many great stories. That pinnacle moment in the last episode You know, where, like, just that moment where you're like, how is this gonna...
1: I'm watching it going, I don't think I could be more stressed.
0: And it's been a long time since I've been on the edge of my seat like that. And you know I watch scary things or creepy things all the time. That. I think season four, too, sorry to jump in on your TV, Jen, but I think... No, go, jump away. Season four, why I loved it so much is because it is the real coming-of-age moment for all of them. And as a girl, I think particularly watching Seven, who is the main girl in it. Eleven. Eleven, sorry. I don't know why I said seven. Eleven. Going through this season, it just, I don't know, it rings so true for me. Because, you know, growing up as a, a gal, you know, you have a lot of self-confidence issues. Fitting in, that belonging. And I think that goes into adulthood, even though we try to av- avoid thinking that it is related. But it is. And I think that's why season four, for me... Just really touched me and made me go, oh, because you see her going through what, you know, we all go yeah. through. And I love that it's like, I don't know, it's just such a great, I really stand behind you, Jen. Yeah, it's.
1: Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And if you haven't watched it, and actually, uh, having said that, I don't think more would like it. I, I think you would. I was just thinking the stories are fantastic, though. The storytelling is so good. You you might really enjoy it. And also, yeah. who doesn't love Steve, right? Maureen's going to love Steve. We all love Steve. Steve's great. Yeah. So, Maureen, I would say maybe give it a go. Have a look. Give it a whirl. And also, the first episode, I always say to anyone watching any new series, you cannot stop on the first episode. It's just exposition gone crazy. And then the story really gets moving.
3: Yeah, that's why I liked the Ministry of Time, because the first episode, which is a lot of exposition, was also brilliant. It was like a great story. And you, exposition did get way of telling a good episode. That's very rare to find, yeah. isn't it? I
1: mean, you might find that it doesn't. I can't remember the first episode, if I'm honest. So I'm just saying that in case you're like... So long ago, yeah. But um, I just think it is a phenomenal. Well done, the Duffer brothers. Do they need to hear that from us, from WTB podcast? Well done. <laughs> well Definitely. Done. I think they need to hear it from us, and you're welcome. Alison, what's your horror film? What horror awaits us?
0: Yeah, okay, so my horror pick of the week. Because I was thinking about hot weather, summertime, so I kind of went with the summertime theme. And there were a lot of horror movies, you know, summer camps. We could do Sleepaway Camp, which is an old classic of my, you know, I like it. Kind of a questionable ending for nowadays. But the movie I did choose, though, is called The Final Girls.
1: I mean, I've never heard of the... Where do you watch these films? I I find them.
0: The final girls, you can find this on Amazon Prime. Here's the breakdown. In the midst of processing her grief, the daughter of a late famous scream queen from the 80s finds herself pulled into the world of her mother's most popular movie, a slasher film called Camp Bloodbath. A bunch of friends get trapped inside their favorite horror film, In order to escape, they must fight off the film's maniacal killer. I know it sounds ridiculous, but these people get pulled into a movie. And what's so lovely is the main girl has lost her mother. So she's pulled into this movie, and she's, like, going through this movie with her mom. And, like, getting to spend time again with her mom. And it's, like, the process of grief, it's that... Cl- like Camp Bloodbath. Could you choose any more of a ridiculous... I mean, it's what it says on the tin, surely. 100%. And it's just fun ridiculousness. There's not a lot of gore. It's like a lighthearted, almost humorous... It sounds quite camp. It's very camp and yeah, very camp fun... Camp. And both Danny and I were just blown away with how much we enjoyed this movie. So as far as lighthearted, fun kind of horror, this is the type of movie I want to recommend to anyone. I think this sort of movie will make people enjoy the horror genre a little bit. The Final Girls, 2015. Again, you can find it on Amazon Prime. I just, it's an enjoyable film, everyone. Allison, what a great wreck. Check it out, and it's available on
1: Amazon Prime, as it appears to be every single horror movie ever made. Everything, yeah. I think Amazon have really gone... No, we'll take... Does nobody else want it? Yeah, we'll have it. Bring it here. Put it on. Amazon, put it on there. Alison will love it. Even I'm in a horror film on Amazon Prime, so uh, it just goes to show. In fact, Maureen's probably on one. She's not even aware of it. She's... uh, I don't even know what we'd call it I think we'd call it something like the apartment so you'd think it'd be something fun oh, but it's yeah. just going into Maureen's apartment and trying to make your way through the kitchen without dying
0: the apartment <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny
1: I'd give you one of my cups to drink from yeah you're poisoned and then or suddenly you grow another head out of your neck it's like, oh, you haven't had one of Maureen's coffees have you <laughs> Maureen we're heading back to you as we always do at this point in the podcast because it's time to corner your culture Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week I'm talking about horror movies. (gasps) Get
0: out!
3: Alison, so next week you've got to talk about an Austrian horror movie just to kind of balance it back up.
0: An Austrian horror (laughs) movie? I'll see if I can find one by that time.
3: That's your homework for the week. So we'll see what Alison thinks, as you're the expert. Um, and first of all, I'm going to do a British horror movie from 1973,
0: The Wicker Man. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on. Have you seen that? I've seen the original and the redone with good old Nicolas Cage. Any good? I mean, it's...
3: Does it need to be remade? You see, there's certain films where you just don't bother. Don't... You
0: don't need to remake them. And this is the problem. They remake horrors that are unnecessary. So I personally would stand behind the first one.
3: Yep. It was directed by Robin Hardy, stars Edward Woodward, and he's a very doer Scottish uh, religious policeman. It's got Britt Eklund in it and Christopher Lee.
1: Do you remember that dance that Britt Eklund does in it? Yes. That's just absolutely batshit.
3: And basically, Woodward's uh, police sergeant, he goes to this isolated Scottish island of Summer Isle and he's looking for this missing girl. And then he's appalled to, to see what these inhabitants are kind of practising a form of paganism.
1: Yeah.
3: And the final scene in it is really, really horrific. It's not too gory because otherwise I wouldn't be watching it. Yeah. But the final bit, you're like blinking out. It's a
1: mystery as well because you're seeing it through his eyes. Mm. So you're trying to figure it out at the same time as he is, which I really like when you're yeah. in the uh, shoes of the protagonist trying to figure out what is happening. Yeah. And... Like you know, something's not right from the get go, of course, but you don't necessarily know. For anyone that hasn't watched it, we won't spoil it for you, but you won't necessarily anticipate. it. I mean, it's unlikely that you don't know what happens at the end of The Wicker Man. If you've been living in, I mean, if you've been living in a cave, but in case you don't. If you watch the film again, there's so many clues that are dropped along the way that tell you exactly what's going to happen. But when you watch it for the first time, you're totally bewildered by certain things that are mm-hmm. happening in the movie. Brit Eklund's Dance is uh, certainly one of those things.
3: <laughs> it's a cult classic. It is a classic. It's been described as a Citizen Kane of horror movies. Yeah. I think it was voted the sixth best ever British movie at some point by some people. But I anyway. saw it
1: in... Um... You know, when they used to do those outdoor... I don't know if they still do it. Oh, oh. those like outdoor cinema things. Yeah, sort of an outdoor cinema. And even though we were outside, I was still shat myself. I was still like, yeah. you." T-
3: yeah. yeah, it's really well done. Now, the next one, I say it's a horror, but it's been described as a thriller, so we'll see what Alison thinks, which is also from 1973, Don't Look Now.
1: Oh! Oh, absolutely. Donald Sutherland and uh, Julie Christie.
0: With the grossest sex scene ever.
1: Oh, my God. That sex scene goes on for days. I wouldn't say it's gross, but I just say it's very explicit. And obviously
3: it's very controversial because that was a very... It's still explicit for these days, let alone in the 70s. They're
0: fucking. You see Donald Sutherland's rear end and a lot of them. It just...
3: It doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Don't watch it with your parents, is what I would say. No, don't. Um, <laughs> which I did, and that was a big mistake oh no no you but don't. I think that's... it's a horror I think it's a horror I don't think it's a thriller
1: absolutely again it's about grief yes and it's very sinister mm-hmm. and supernatural yeah supernatural and much the same way as The wicker man you are trying to figure it out in real time with this couple who are grief stricken by the loss of their child and it's based on a story by Daphne du Maurier which I didn't know do you know what because I've got like a menopause brain I think somebody had told me that at the time and I was like oh that's and then promptly forgot it again.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mind reading the original because she's a very good writer, but Julie, Christie and Donald Sutherland, they play a married couple, Laura and John Baxter, and they're visiting Venice. So their child has just died in an accident.
1: Venice is such a great backdrop for this to happen oh, because it's all the winding little streets. And
3: I don't know if you've ever been to Venice. It's easy to get lost in Venice. It's a oh, yeah. complete and utter nightmare. And so Donald Sutherland's character has accepted a commission to restore a church. And then they meet two sisters, and one of them's a clairvoyant, and she tells them that their daughter's trying to contact them and warn them of danger. And at first, you know, they're very dismissive. But then John starts to experience mysterious sightings of the daughter. It's so creepy. Yeah.
1: It's a horror in that it's scary, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's not scary. In the traditional sense of what a horror is, it's not... um It's not gory it's not, at all. No, 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 not at all. But you don't need gore to be a whore, yeah. No, no, no. I actually find that these sort of films stay with me. Yes, yes. Definitely. For yeah. such a long time afterwards.
0: Because these films were made to emotionally stay with us. New films are just to shock us or CGI or it's not, yeah. I'm with you. Right, another classic. Let's see. American Werewolf in London. Oh, I, love I mean, this come film. on. One come of my on. favourite. From films. 1981,
3: if you haven't seen it, it is a fantastic, fantastic funny. film.
0: It's so funny. Written
3: and directed by John Landis. It's very
1: funny. But very scary. I mean, I do scream. The last scene. The last scene is... T- yeah. And, and in fact, when they're out on the... On the moor. On the moor at the beginning. Remember the Alamo.
3: Stay on the path. It's got David Norton and Jenny Agatha in it. It's got one of the loveliest love scenes in it when they're in the shower. Oh, that's, that's got...
1: All of these have got, like, pretty heavy sex scenes in them.
3: And so there's two American backpackers, David and Jack, and they're attacked by a werewolf while travelling around England. Jack's killed. And David is wounded and he wonders whether he'll become a werewolf under the next full moon. And it was a great success, critically and commercially. It won the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup and it's become a cult classic. And I haven't seen it for a while, but when he turns into a werewolf, and we're not giving the game away, that was like top of the range special effects. Uh Uh It was considered amazing how they did it. I don't know how it stands the test of time because I haven't seen it for a while, but it was like people were just so impressed by the way that they, they did that. And there are some very funny scenes in it.
1: Oh, it's some really funny scenes. Every time his friend comes back, he's, like, decomposing, isn't he? And he comes back and bits of his body are falling off. His friend in it is so funny. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> These movies
0: are so great, too, because like you said, when you look at the makeup and the effects, this was all man-made at this time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not CGI. That's the other beauty of it. It's like an art form, so when you can appreciate that, you take a step back and go, think about what they were doing with what they had at that time, and it's mind-blowing. People
3: were like, blinking egg in the 80s, that was just amazing. And the last one, obviously, a British classic, Carry On Screaming.
1: <laughs> I mean, what... I've never
0: seen Carry On Screaming. Have you not
1: seen Carry On Screaming? Alison, it's not a horror film. It's a carry-on film. It's a piss take of the Hammer
3: Horror movies. You okay. should watch it. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's one of the better carry-on movies. It's got Harry H. Corbett as Detective Sergeant Sidney Bung, Kenneth Williams as Dr. Otter
1: Watt. Kenneth Williams was in all of them.
3: Yeah, and Fenella Fielding, who's a wonderful kind, it has to be said, as Valeria Watt. And it's quite funny. It's basically they're using people to put in their museum stuff. Oh,
0: I love stuff like that. Was it like the original House of Wax? No.
3: No. It's just a piss take of all the Hammer Horror movies, which were really popular at the time.
0: It's a carry-on film. If you're in any doubt, it's called Carry
1: On Screaming. (laughs) I don't know if these carry-on films left this country, but they were, like, absolutely one of the most popular films. Yes,
3: you, Alice has never seen them. I don't know what a carry-on film is. It was basically really... Camp, full of innuendo. Cheaply made British Comedies, So the best one to watch is Carry On, Cleopatra, where there's a famous line. they literally
0: all called Carry On?
3: Yeah, yeah. And Kenneth Williams was like playing Julius Caesar. So if you know Kenneth Williams, I mean, that's preposterous. And when he gets stabbed, the famous line is infamy, infamy. They've They've all all got got it infamy. infamy.
0: That's great. (laughs)
3: It's like postcard humour. It works on the fact that the British are oppressed. It's got Barbara Windsor in it. I mean, it's probably not very politically correct at the moment, but they're very, very British. Lots of puns, and lots of, you know, repressed women and, and repressed men and uh, nobody getting laid, which is very
1: British. Yes, I love three of those. I think we could have...
3: Well, Carry On Screaming, Carry
0: On Cleopatra. And what's the other one you like? No, no, I was talking about the
1: three horror films you recommended. Oh, OK.
0: <laughs> well, the first three, I've never seen Carry On Screaming, but Maureen, on board with... All of those. And I'm delighted you chose horror films in your cultural corner. There you go. I've got a real challenge now. Austrian horror film. I've got to <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, good luck with that, Alison. By the way, you absolutely don't have to finish it. Um,
1: <laughs> boy, no one was expecting that from you. So fun. And also, it's rare that I know anything that you're talking about in your cultural <laughs> I know. <laughs> and actually, Alison and I have seen all three of those. Well, I've seen all four of them. Well done.
0: Well, this is probably my favorite episode because there was so much horror talk. Oh my god, that was great! We've discussed heat. We've discussed things. What we've done this week. We've watched a live Be More Maureen moment. I don't know what else that could be in this episode. Oh wait, yes I do. We want to know, Jen, what the hell is getting your goat this week? I don't want to lose my shit over. Okay, this is it, right?
1: Jen's goat is me now. <laughs>
0: I cannot handle this!
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many things. You know, I actually, sometimes I'm overwhelmed by what is getting my goat. I can't even bear to listen to my past goats because I, I, I think if I listen to them, I'd be like, somebody needs to section that woman, she's not well. But on that note... Uh, I purchased some tickets for my good partner, Chloe Martin, to go away to see Pearl Jam last weekend at Hyde Park. I bought those tickets in 2019 for her birthday. And uh, many years later now, the dates loomed and our tickets did not arrive. No, That's basically what happened was well, so I got one set of tickets. So we, it was a weekend tickets. I bought VIP tickets, so the club could get what it allows you. It allows you to get like a shortcut to the front of the stage, and it gives you a separate area for drinks and toilets and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I couldn't go because I was in Oslo, so I said, "Doesn't matter. I'll just transfer the tickets to you." Anyway, the long or the short of it is, I had purchased two tickets, but they had only issued one, so it actually only paid for one set of tickets. I had received a receipt saying I'd paid for two weekend tickets.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I had clicked to pay two weekend tickets, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, they'd only charged for one. I'm not the only person this happened to. This happened to a lot of people. And I got one. Of course, this is like three years ago, and the thing got cancelled so many times, I haven't really looked at it. And then when I look at the receipt, it says you've purchased two weekend tickets, two pairs of weekend tickets, so two for Friday and two for Saturday. But what I'd actually got was one for Friday and one for Saturday. Now, my issue is this basically we would have to pay another 200 pounds to then both go and my thing was we couldn't go on the Saturday so we we were willing to give those tickets away but my thing is is that I gave those tickets to Chloe then she had to find someone to go and then find someone that would spend 100 pounds on that ticket so what I'm saying is if I was going to buy just two tickets I would have bought two for the Friday or two for the Saturday does that make sense Yeah, yeah we had one for the Friday and one for the Saturday we can't use those So either we drop the Friday or we drop the Saturday. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. So all I said to Fest Ticket, who issued the tickets, is can I have a refund for the Saturday? Because we've had to buy an extra ticket for the Friday because obviously we don't want one ticket for Friday and one ticket for Saturday. We want either two tickets for Friday or two tickets for Saturday. And I said, you told me I had two tickets for both days three years ago. And you've just discovered on the day of issuing the tickets that that's not the case. You could have emailed me earlier saying, due to an administrative error, you've only paid for one set of tickets. If you would like two sets of tickets, we can refund you that ticket and you can have two for the Friday, which is what I've said. I've said, well, I don't want that Saturday ticket because we... (laughs) I don't want Chloe to go on Friday and me to go on Saturday. That's insane. (laughs) Can we have them both for the Friday? Anyway, the long and the short of it is, I've asked Fest Ticket in... 300 different ways please can I just have a refund for that Saturday because we paid for that ticket for Saturday we bought another ticket and they just won't get back to me and it's just they've ghosted me they will not reply to an email they don't reply on Twitter they don't reply on Instagram they just don't reply so now I don't know what to do to get my money back Am I being unreasonable? I want... No. If they've made a mistake, and also, obviously, if you if it's like three years... They've had so much time to figure out that they made an administrative error. I don't want one ticket for Friday and one ticket for Saturday. I want two for Friday or two for Saturday. And I don't think I'm being unreasonable to say, well, then can you just refund me that ticket for Saturday that I wasn't able to use? Because I, I couldn't u- use it. Or they should have transferred it to the Friday. If your receipt says... My receipt says I've got two sets of tickets. Yeah. Well, then you've got two sets of tickets. I know, but I can't get through to these pricks. They just don't get back to you.
3: Well, Or you can't access them because I want to talk to Virgin. You can't talk to them. You can't talk to them. There's no phone number and there's no email. And on the letters, there's not even an address. And you're like, so you make it impossible for people to talk to you. On Today, there was a guy talking about Vodafone and his mother died and they refused to cancel her contract unless her husband knew, who's frail, He knew what
1: date she'd signed the initial contract. I've had that. What, with your mum? Well, with your mum, you don't even need to contact Vodafone. There is a telephone number that you can call and a government body will do it for you. Uh, I think it's called One Call or One Phone Call or something... And all of that is done on your behalf. All of your utilities, all of that, they should notify you. Oh, that's brilliant. But phone companies, so you can do it through this government organisation so that you don't have to do it yourself, which is one of the hard things, as you know, when you lose someone that you love, is then you're left with all of this administration and admin.
3: And you keep getting bills in their names. And you and keep stuff, getting yeah. bills
1: and bills. And so when I registered my mum's death, they gave me that information and I was able to phone them up and they do all of it for you. But And that is to stop companies doing that sort of nonsense. Fortunately, my mum only had a pay-as-you-go phone, so. <laughs> well, she didn't like to use, did she? Do you know what? By the end, she absolutely was. i tell you what was, yeah, she was really using it. She was using her phone all the time. She was Googling. I, I told you she spent, I had a, like a half an hour conversation about how many vitamins were in a cucumber.
0: Every time I eat a cucumber, I think of your mother. I just want you to know that every time.
1: Yeah, I mean, she just Googled vitamins, cucumber,
0: you're not going to believe this, Jennifer. You, you think there's no vitamins
1: in a cucumber, but there's so many vitamins in a cucumber. Anyway, that was a 45-minute chat. <laughs> but uh, we're going through my mum's house at the moment. It's, it's, it's quite cathartic. It's quite difficult, but it's quite cathartic. And uh, Chloe found an iPad, right? What? Yeah. My brother had bought my mum a top-of-the-range iPad, right? It was still in the box. It's never been used. <laughs> I was like, I said to Stephen, I found an iPad in mum's. He went, oh, yeah, I bought that for mum. And I went, she's never used it. She never even told me she had it. I mean, it's now not top of the range. It's old. It's like, I think he bought it for in 2016. I mean, it still works. It's fine. Yeah. But I was like, that is absolute classic that my mum had this really, like, you know, not one of the small ones, but a big tablet. With a keyboard and everything. Stephen had gone, I'll buy you this one, I'll buy you that. And then she'd like never even taken it out of the box. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Absolute, what a waste of money. Anyway, I've been using it. It's great. <laughs> That's what's got my goat. It's companies taking the piss and they're not taking responsibility. And you're right, Maureen. We find this more and more that companies make it so that you... Can't contact them. You cannot contact them. You have a... Frequently asked questions. Often of those frequently asked questions, it's like that. none of these are the thing that I want, which is a bloody refund, you bust. Or you have one of these bots
3: and it doesn't answer because it's got like three set replies. How can I help you? Yeah, how can I help you? And then you do this and they go, da, da, da. and it's like, no, that isn't what I want. They're just useless. Or if you go on the phone and phone them up, you're on the phone for like 40
1: minutes. I paid for refund uh, insurance on it as well. Great, buy refund insurance on a company that you can't contact them to get your refund. <laughs> And now, obviously, that date's gone, and I can't refund a ticket that's already we didn't use. It's happened. It's crazy. So, anyway, Fest Ticket. If you find yourself in a situation where you're buying a ticket and you have to buy it through Fest Ticket, I would urge you to see if you can buy it through someone else because they are clowns. And should there be any problems with your ticket, you will not get a refund, even if you have refund insurance. So, just a little little word of warning there. You're welcome. I of course will be screaming into a bin later today to let out that anger. Uh, absolutely livid. I'm dealing with it quite well. Every now and again I try not to think about it and every, when I have to think about it I I punch a pillow. But then in the
0: back of your mind you just hear
1: even
0: <laughs> Two weeks in a row we've sang Pearl Jam you can't even stop. Uh, can't. it's 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 there to stay. Chloe loved the, it. Come on, Maury, get in I have no idea I don't know who they
1: are If anything, I dodged a bullet not going I would not go to one of those, no It's been
0: my favourite episode yet, guys
1: (laughs) Women talking bollocks
0: if you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts
3: and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook,
1: Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats.
2: Will that do? Here's a cool fact.